Hello, I'm Ryan Panagos. I'm Lorraine Sink. James Monroe Aglehart. Before we begin This Week in Marvel, we want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, star of Marvel Studios' Black Panther, who passed away this past week at the far too young age of 43. In my experiences with Chadwick Boseman interviewing him at conventions, junkets, or on the red carpet, uh, he was not unlike who you saw on screen. He was very solid, dignified, and had a kind of calm kindness about him. Seeing him perform not only in Marvel films, but making us laugh on SNL, having endless generous experiences with fans, including kids who had terminal diseases, and his overall incredible body of work over just the past few years, much of which that he was working on while he was unwell, is all reason to be in awe of this man. As an actor, uh, to see someone... (laughs) around my same age, do what he did in the time that he had is amazing. Every character he came through with dignity and and just, there was just a an honorableness about him. And also, as far as acting is concerned, this man, you know, he did his due diligence. I mean, he got his BFA at Howard. You know, he went to the British American Dramatic Academy of Oxford. I mean, this brother took his craft very seriously. And most the way he he could play anything because of the training that he had and how much he put into his craft. From Jackie Robinson to James Brown to Thurgood Marshall to King T'Challa of Wakanda and beyond, Chadwick Boseman gave life to legendary and historic and heroic and complex characters. And off screen, he was a role model, an advocate for activism and social justice, and truly an inspiration and real life hero to so many people. Seeing his portrayal of T'Challa and the impact that it had on the Black community has just been really incredible. You know, getting to see Marvel Studios' Black Panther the night of the red carpet premiere was an experience that I know I will never forget as long as I live. The audience eruptions, the feeling that this was something entirely groundbreaking, and then having a character like T'Challa played by an actor as gifted as Chadwick, it it all truly felt like something new and awe-inspiring. And I knew that this movie would be impactful, but I didn't really know yet just how meaningful it would become as a symbol around the world, you know? And Chadwick was that symbol as both a character and as an artist, you know, his self-respect and his sort of cool resolve weren't just characteristics of T'Challa, but something he exhibited in his own career through his thoughtful choices of roles. And, and you know, as you said, James, for his his true passion for his craft. Well, it, it was amazing. As a kid who loves movies and as a kid who loved comic book characters, Chadwick was able to step into some characters that were heroes to everybody, but especially to the African-American community. I mean, to step into the role of Jackie Robinson, the first African-American man to play professional baseball, to step into the godfather of soul, James Brown, and then to step into T'Challa, the Black Panther, the king of Wakanda, it just warmed my heart because as, as a kid, we always wanted to dress up like the superheroes. And all of a sudden, there was a moment where I saw little brown kids were able to dress up like T'Challa. He had so much dignity, powerful, strong, but had humility. And the fact that he could also just kick ass was just amazing. So from from uh, the young black kid in me to see the roles that he played, and then, of course, this one, it touched our community in a way that a character never has. 
you know, seeing fans and, and cosplayers at conventions or, or, you know, talking to readers and seeing moviegoers, everybody inspired by Chadwick's performance over the last few years has just been incredible. Like you said, James, to see children and, and families and friends at comic conventions and movie theaters and comic stores, and they all discover this new hero in this new world thanks to Chadwick's work. That's been such a gift. And to know Chadwick leaves behind this incredible, impactful body of work and a legacy of strength and humanity. And for me, that's going to inspire my daughter and future generations. And that gives me some sense of solace as we grieve. As we talk about Chadwick, you know, to me, I think he was so much more than a wonderful actor. He was also someone that allowed people to see their own brilliance reflected back at them. He brought so much love into this world, love of self, identity, culture, vulnerability, you know, so much more. And Chadwick's legacy will always be as a hero on and off screen who has changed the world, and he will always be remembered for that. It's amazing. When when an actor... Um when you decide you want to be an actor, there's kind of a moment where you want to do good work, you want to do the art, but you also want to be a star. And then there's that moment of being a hero or a role model that you're not ready for, or, you know, it's thrust upon you and, you know, how do you handle it? And with Chadwick, he embraced it. He saw it coming and decided, okay, if this is how it's going to be, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to conduct myself in a way that is always positive. I'm going to conduct myself in a way that's always a role model to not just young Black kids, but to kids all around the world when they see me, how I speak to people, how I approach a situation. And it really brought a community, and not just a community, but I saw more people to gather around him and say, yeah, this is the guy. There's certain actors that people listen to, and Chadwick Boseman was one of them. Absolutely. We join the Marvel family and the world at large in mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Rest in power, King. Wakanda forever. And with that said, let's begin our show. Welcome, Marvelites. You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 462. And this is the show where we talk about all things happening at Marvel in a given week. Lorraine, James, I am thankful to be talking to either of you today. I am so thankful to be talking to you both as well. Yes, same. It is nice to get to have this virtual time with you guys every week. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine, I've seen you and our friend Angelique talking about Lovecraft Country on <gasps> on Twitter. And I, I finally finished uh, Ghost of Tsushima, the video game that I was playing. So mm-hmm. we had some time to, to start watching some TV. That first episode is one of the best first in oh my episodes of God. any TV show. Holy moly. James, have you watched this show? I was completely blocked from watching it because my kids were, they were watching Brandy versus Monica. So I will be (laughs) watching it when I get back home. I am very excited. I had, it was all set up and they were like, hey, uh, uncle, can we watch this? And I was like, fine. So I ended up watching, while you guys watched that, I watched Brandy versus Monica where they sat in chairs and played each other songs to each other and kind of gave each other shade all night, which is so entertaining. I heard it was really shady, and now I have to go back and watch it. Oh, my God. It was so shady. I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that people were talking about the fact that Brandy wore shoes as a joke because they were some big shoes that Monica wore in one of her album covers. So Brandy wore, like, some shoes like that, and they were, like, Monica wouldn't look at her. She was kind of, like, talking to her to the side, and I was like, oh, my Lord, what is happening? What is happening in life? 
<laughs> oh, I'm I'm here for the drama. Also, I have to say I watched the third season of Agretsuko this weekend cuz they're, you know, they're like little 15-minute episodes and mm-hmm. ah, chef's kiss, so fun. <sighs> I love I love my cute little red panda Senrio <laughs> character who screams death metal. She's great. We have a little Batsmaru like figurine that was my wife's when, you know, like 20 years ago that the baby has just discovered. And I'm like, oh, she's going to get into all the Sanrio stuff at some point, And it's going to be yep. wonderful. I'm already in. <laughs> uh, but we should talk about some Marvel stuff that's going on. Um, sure. You know, of course, this past week, ABC aired special presentation of Marvel Studios' Black Panther, along with an accompanying segment, A Tribute for a King. And if anybody missed it on TV, you can watch the stirring tribute right now on Marvel.com. It is it's terrific. It's amazing. I'm going to be honest. I, I rewatched it this morning and I got a tear in my eye and I was like, oh, no, I have to record a podcast. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> Don't do that right, right now. Bad right. choice. No, but I, I watched I watched it and just sat back and was like, wow, it, it, it was just extremely well done. Yeah, definitely. Also, if you are not in America and you are, in fact, in an Asian country such as Korea or Japan or down at the bottom of the earth, like in Australia or New Zealand, this is for you. (laughs) This is your moment. Um, Marvel Super War. It's Marvel's first multiplayer online battle arena for mobile game. You can get it now. Visit the App Store or Google Play Store. And it is essentially like a whole bucket ton of different players playing together on a big battlefield. So far, they have 50 popular Marvel characters that are available for players to command in battle. But there's going to be even more coming up. So go play it if you are down under. <laughs> Is that your that Australian like accent? Fun. Down under. <laughs> Every Australian's like, you're dead to me. Like, oh, God, Wait, kill her. Your Australian is very Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did watch Relic also. I watched a lot this weekend. Oh, nice. I'm in a full horror area right now because we're heading towards fall. So, yes. No, I I But that takes place in Australia. I walked out for one second. And by the time I came back, Brandy and Monica were off and they were watching Inception. And I just got mad all over again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different conversation. Yes, it is. Uh, but we were just talking about a game. Let's talk about another game uh, because everybody who's excited about all the Marvel goodness coming to Fortnite, there's a cool bit of comic book stuff happening. So you could be on the lookout for some really cool Fortnite variant covers that will be available at your comic shops. And there's a, there's a bunch of them. And it's cool because if you know your Fortnite characters, it's a mix of Marvel characters interacting with Fortnite characters uh, in lots of fun ways. And then while you're there, pick up Fantastic Four number 24 because that one has a special 10-page Fortnite-related story therein. And also there are other comics that you can pick up. There's like these little one-pages at the end that that kind of tie into things in subtle ways. It's really, really fun. Yeah, and part of Thor number four had some Fortnite goodness in it too, which came out uh, a few weeks ago. But you can also check out Thor number four. I really need to get into this game. It's free. James, it's free. I know. I I do a lot of things. And then my wife tells me I can't use my phone once I'm done working. (laughs) There's a lot of water in this game and also a fair amount of murder. (laughs) That's what I took away from my Fortnite time. (laughs) Interesting takeaway. I like it. 
Um, all right, what else we got? Let's see. Um, Hasbro, this just this past week, announced they're doing a two-day virtual event called Hasbro PulseCon, which uh, will be at Hasbro Pulse YouTube channel. That's going to be happening on September 25th and 26th. And they said in their release, and maybe I have some inside information, but they said that the event will have announcements and product reveals for all their big toy brands, and that does include Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, so... <gasps> I know those guys. Yeah, right? They're our friends. <laughs> yeah, they are. Family. <laughs> so in about three weeks, uh, that'll drop. All that stuff will happen. We'll follow up afterwards with uh, the news and all the incitement. Um, you guys remember the giant Sentinel that Hasbro did for Hasbro Lab? The yeah. HasLab? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ordered one. Of course you did. No, you did? you did? You were like, I, you're like, I can't spend that kind of. Yeah, right. Uh, like, I, I maybe got a friends and family little help uh, okay there but it is i still paid several hundred dollars for it <laughs> or i will when it releases next year but i'm so excited you guys the thing is so big it's 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 gigantic i can't wait for it you know it's gonna become a baby toy right it's gonna become a baby toy you know this right nope 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 <laughs> that child and, and there's gonna be like we're gonna have certain things that she can and cannot play with and the several hundred dollar two foot tall sentinel <laughs> That's off limits. Understandable. Until she's 12 and knocks it over. But, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that then. True. Very true. Put it in a case. <laughs> right. So uh, this week, there was the final pre-release launch edition of Marvel's Avengers War Table. Uh, and there's a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, we got to learn about the Mega Hives and see some villain stuff and, and lots of cool stuff that um, I guess at this point, everybody who's got the game is going to be starting to experience, you know, everything that comes out with the, the game's uh, launch. But I think for the three of us and so many other fans, the coolest bit of info was Kate Bishop. Yeah, the best Hawkeye, the only Hawkeye. <laughs> and like, here's the thing. No offense to Clint Barton. He's great at being himself, you know, but he's he's kind of got that Parker luck, whereas Kate Bishop's kind of got her stuff a little more together, <laughs> you know, don't send Clint Barton to get anything done for you. Just send Kate Bishop. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we actually got to talk with Eric Monticelli, who's director of production for Marvel Games, uh, to actually talk about Marvel's Avengers and the launch and the final war table and get into the story and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be our interview in the show right now. Oh, Eric, are you there? Yeah, hello. Hi. Hello, I'm there. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Ray. How are you? We're Good. doing great, Eric. It's wonderful. <laughs> We're excited. We're celebrating. We are feeling in the Marvel's Avenger spirit. How the hell do you feel? Uh, I feel, you know, this sense of elation and relief. There's like, like a game out there in the wild. People are playing it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. How many games have you released so far in your career? Oh my god! In my career, yeah. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This just just makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> the, the, the the funny thing is, I have the same birthday as Marvel, so oh. uh, I was been thinking about this a lot. But I think I'm up to like over 35 games at this point. I don't, I don't know a lot. <laughs> There's been a lot of games. Wow! Wow! That's pretty great. Yeah. That's amazing. 
and happy belated birthday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) So now that you're kind of, as you said, released the game into the wild, what was your first interaction with the game? Do you remember the sort of first pitch or, or the first meeting about it? Yeah, I, I distinctly remember. I was, uh, you know, being, uh, when I first joined the team about three, three and a half years ago, I came in and got like the rundown of the whole slate of Marvel games and what was being worked on. And I just remember seeing concept art for Marvel's Avengers and being like, wow, this is different. This is unique. This is nothing like I've seen before for Avengers. It's like this other take on what people um, have seen publicly. And I was like, this is, looks super fun and like something I definitely want to work on. Um, how can I get this job? <laughs> that's that's kind of how it went. I'm happy that I ended up here and, and, and been working on this thing for, uh, you know, three and a half years now. And it's, it's just been amazing to see it go through all its permutations and, and get out into the wild. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you got actually to, to like the first build that you played of the game? Yeah, so we had a vertical slice, and that's, you know, the video game industry jargon for, like, the first playable. Um, It's typically the vertical slice is the thing that you show to executives to get them on board to give you money to help you make the game, right? That's what the development team does. (laughs) And so they they pitch it, and they pitch it around, and they had a playable for their... Uh, team over at uh, Square Enix and uh, they sent it over to us and I remember playing through it and I was like oh my god they have like photogrammetry in here already the rocks look like actual rocks like it looks really really polished it was probably the most polished vertical slice I've ever played um, for a game so that was man 2017 sometime so um, you know that was that was when I remember playing it for the first time but it it was pretty far along and, and, and felt really good then. The game looks so phenomenal now, and it's so fun is the (laughs) correct pronunciation for that. Um, But for anybody who hasn't gotten to play any of the beta or started the game in earnest, what's what's the game's story for anybody just coming in fresh? Yeah, um, so I always like to describe it as sort of like a a unique take on uh, The Wizard of Oz, if that's like the elevator pitch way to to show it, Um, because Kamala Khan essentially is kind of like your Dorothy and Oz character, right? And, um, you know, she's a phenomenal character. I I love being able to work with her and and bring her really uh, to the forefront and and spotlight her in this game. And it's the story of her journey to reassemble the the Avengers. what happened was they were thinking about building this really cool headquarters out on the West Coast. They were like, man, we need to get global threats a little bit more under control. We need to be on both coasts, East Coast, West Coast. Um, you know, they built this new helicarrier with this cool Terrigen technology in it, shown it off to the world. And of course, in true Avengers fashion, can't, can't do anything easily. <laughs> um, so, so something went wrong. You know, there was a mysterious sort of happening um you know there was a, a mercenaries on the golden gate bridge stealing some shield weapons and things like that and so there are all these little plot points i don't want to ruin yet for the people who haven't played it but essentially big catastrophe tragedy befalls helicarrier blows up almost takes out all of california with it takes out a, a large part of san francisco and in, in the bay and then the avengers are blamed for this tragedy and they're forced to disband and so while they're sort of defeated and a little fractured and broken apart, Kamala Khan doesn't believe that it was their fault at all. And she sort of researches that and goes into it 
and uh, you get to go out on that journey and, and Kamala's like finding the truth, you know, the truth is out there type things. Uh, I'm, an, I'm a 90s kid, so I think of that, the X-Files immediate, immediately, but like she basically goes on this journey out into the world and uh, reassembles the Avengers and you get to you meet the Avengers in this, their different states of, um, you know, uh, feeling a little guilty, but also feeling like, you know, that they need to figure out what's um, next for them. I love that you guys chose Kamala. I love her. I mean, a lot of people love her. And we've gotten to see her a little bit, you know, obviously a lot in the comics, a bit in animation. And the game is really sort of the first high profile appearance of this character so far. Um, Why did you guys choose her to be one of your core POV characters? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's it's just her personality and who she is. Kamala Khan is essentially, um, you know, this enormous, uh, just bubbly sense of joy and energy. And she loves the Avengers. She loves, um, you know, she's a fan. She's a fan just like us. And I think experiencing, especially for the video game medium, experiencing the world through her eyes, it really feels like, you know, she's almost like a player playing along with you and trying to figure out how to get this uh, iconic group back together, right? Um, so that that's that's part of the reason. And I think the other reason is she's just got amazingly cool powers, right? Like, you know, stretching <laughs> and embiggening. And it was just like, man, how can we how can we put that into, you know, the team of Crystal Dynamics has a really good um, gameplay team. And they were just like, how can we make this like just fun, different gameplay that people haven't seen before? And I think that's that's one of the coolest features of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love her powers. I mean, and how cool, because, you know, you see a lot of people fight hand-to-hand, but you don't see a lot of people changing shape. <laughs> yeah, or, or like, ranged hand-to-hand combat, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, because, yeah. like, typically it's all close, but, like, now you can throw your fist and your, you can, you know, face slap someone across the room, which is, like, <laughs> it's crazy. <So> cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, someone we're going to have to face slap is the big antagonist of the game. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, and I know you say you don't want to spoil too much, but we can't really help with uh, without talking about some spoilers about bigger plot points and characters and stuff. So any listeners out there, if, you, if you're like been on total media blackout the whole time for this game, pause us, come back to us after you've played a bit um, or have just absorbed some of the trailers or some of the war tables or whatnot, because the big antagonist for the game is George Tarleton, a.k.a. MODOK, a.k.a. the greatest character in existence. So... <laughs> It's hard, it's hard for me to even ask this question, like, why MODOK? Because obviously it's MODOK. There's no reason like, why it wouldn't be MODOK. It's like... It's, Ryan secretly wrote this game for himself. Is yeah. that... <laughs> I, yes. I want a t-shirt that says, why not MODOK? And then it's like, <laughs> why not put MODOK in everything? But uh, how'd you guys land on on MODOK for the game? We're going to get you a t-shirt that says, we did it for you, Ryan. Yes. That's what we'll get. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I mean, Modoc, it was just, we, we really wanted to explore, um, you know, a different faction and sort of like a different side of the Marvel universe and, and the supervillains that have been out there and, and sort of the higher public, you know, um, the mass market sort of thing. Our, our thinking was like, all right, AIM is this really, really cool organization, but they really, they've been talked about a lot in the comics. We haven't really seen them in film or TV too much. You haven't seen them in other mediums a ton. So what can we do with AIM? And who is more representative of AIM and more indicative of AIM's thinking than MODOK? So, you know, that was really the the genesis of most of the um, 
reason that we wanted to use Modoc. And yeah, as, as you say, he's just a really cool villain. He's such a threat because he's so smart. He's got these psionic powers. He sits in this chair that just has all these weapons to it. And, you know, it's just a cool video game boss fight too. And so, you know, like there, there are multiple reasons, but it, it was just one of those characters that just hadn't really uh, gotten the spotlight, um, you know, yet. And we felt like it was a good time to do that. Yeah. And he's so sexy. Every time like a person <laughs> sees him, they're just like, it's like, that's his first weapon that you don't even, you're so disarmed immediately because you look at him and you go, damn. Damn. <laughs> Yes. Is his whole body a face? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Let me get on that. <laughs> oh boy. Exactly. <laughs> We're um, totally, totally going for that. Nailed it. Eric did yeah. not know what interview he walked into today. <laughs> he was not ready. No. Um. So there's a, a five year gap between you know you talked about what they're calling a day in the game this this big moment that happened in Avengers history. And then, you know, Kamala starts to reassemble the Avengers. Um, I'm curious, you know, who had the most difficulty kind of dealing with A-Day and and over that five-year gap? This, this is like one of my favorite questions because I just love to talk about how they all sort of responded, right? And, it, and it's interesting because when anybody deals with like loss or tragedy in their life, they all react in different ways. And I, I think it really was indicative and, and pretty thoughtful how Crystal approached it and, and wanted to have the characters behave. So, um, you know, I'll just let's run down uh, how it went. It was like, personally, if I was to ask, I would say Thor had the, the hardest, you know, sort of go with it where he just couldn't really... Um, come to grips with, you know, the events of A-Day and what had happened because he was one that put the hammer down, right? Um, you know, Cap goes down with the ship and Captain America, there's a statue we've, we've shown and you've seen it and it's sort of a, a tribute to him and he he died in the A-Day explosion. And um, you've seen the videos where there's Mjolnir in front of Cap's statue and sort of comes back to life and Thor comes in back and then joins the Avengers. But during that five-year gap, what he's doing is he's volunteering. He's helping the people of Midgard, the people of Earth that he's sworn himself he would protect. And he's sort of giving back in, in, in public service. And that's sort of how he pays um, you know, his penance and his, his uh, retribution for these events of A-Day. And then you have Tony Stark, who goes back to his roots. He goes back to his ancestral family home on Golden Acres and, you know, his his great great grandparents were there and, and stuff like that. And so he's living in a, in a trailer, but very much um, different than how you've ever seen Tony Stark. And then you have Black Widow who does her thing, where, which means that she's trying to get to the truth of things. So she actually uh, turns into a spy and infiltrates AIM. She's working for AIM. And then you have uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk who really can't deal with the guilt and and everything that he's caused and um yeah he's the one that admits to um the public hearing to the in front of a i think it's the senate or congress somewhere that bruce is the one who says that the avengers are dangerous and a public and a threat to public safety and so he feels a lot of guilt for that admission and and you know even if it is the truth um, he sort of is stuck in this state that all through development we called Hulkatory, which is sort of like in between being a Hulk and being uh, Bruce Banner, you know, like pur- purgatory, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that sort of thing. And so uh, he's in this weird state where he just can't quite be the Hulk and he can't transform back into Banner until, um, you know, like there's events in the, the course of the story, Kamala and uh, obviously finds him and you'll have to play it to see what happens. I don't want to spoil all the plot points, but but, um, you know, it's this really cool, cool moment kind of in the game when they when they meet. 
but yeah, I would say Thor. Because <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Thor, Thor essentially, like, he just, he put the hammer down, he put down all his godly powers and, and went into public service. So. I like that because it feels a very Marvel story, dramatic, and, mm-hmm. and there's gravitas and stuff. And yeah, I think about the, like, the cast for the game is so freaking good. How much fun is it to know what, what's in store and the, and the story and everything, and but then to actually see and hear these performances come through on a like regular basis? So I, I had worked with a couple of the cast members on, on past projects and, and uh, my other games that I worked on, and it was just great to have them back. Um, you know, Nolan North, I've worked with quite a bit on on different projects, and he he's a consummate pro. Troy Baker playing, um, you know, Bruce Banner is, is a consummate pro. Darren DePaul actually voices the Hulk, so the, the Hulk and Banner have two different two different voices, and uh, Darren, of course, is our uh, J. Jonah Jameson. So it was great to have him back too, and then Laura Bailey of course black widow she's fabulous travis willingham's thor he's amazing and then jeff shine uh captain america but sandra sod is our um newcomer and she's you know kamala khan and she just brings all the effervescence and all this bubbly personality to it and is amazing in her role um so it was it was really good mix because it was funny a lot of those voice actors are friends themselves so it almost felt like they had their little Avengers knit crew with Kamala being the newcomer. And so you had that, you had that dynamic on stage too. And it, and it really shows through, I think, in a lot of the cinematics and everything. And, and they did a really good job with, with all that. So I'm, I'm super excited for people to play that story. And then even beyond that, I mean, the, the VO cast we have in terms of gaming industry talent coming up is insane. It's really, really good stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you have like a third of the cast from Critical Role. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and they're phenomenal and so funny and, and, and really talented. That's so awesome. You know, I'm curious as people are playing through, I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil like everything, but like, are there any Easter eggs we should be looking out for? Are there some details, maybe some hints you can give us to look for? One thing that, that like, got me, that exactly what you're talking about, Lorraine, was Phil Sheldon yeah. showing up. And, and, like, I didn't even realize it at first. I had to go back, and then I was like, wait a minute, reporter, iPad, what? And I, I, I lost it. It was so cool. I, like, one of those little things that didn't have to be in there, but you guys put it in there, it made me so happy. Yeah, no, Shauna Sky loves Marvels, so creative director on the game. He absolutely loves the books Marvels, so Phil Sheldon was a big one for him, and he really wanted to push it and make Phil kind of a different, you know, modernize him a little bit, give him a mic. You know, he's a blogger initially when he comes out, so it's it's a little bit more uh, contemporary, but uh, some people have already probably maybe beat the game by now because it came out for early access. So um, I'm willing to d- dive into a couple things. And I think that, you know, going around the game world, looking at all the signage in the city, especially, there's a lot of different signage of just um, different Marvel um, uh, companies. And, you know, like there's a Nelson and Murdoch sign in there. There's um, all this different stuff that you can find. So, you know, we have those little Easter eggs just to make the world feel like it's it's Marvel and populated out there. But of course, um, you know, one of my favorite things we've been doing, um, and I was a little, I frankly, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed there wasn't more pickup on this, but uh, we released a trailer for Hawkeye recently, and we showed off that character. And at the end of the trailer, there's a VO line, and it's said by a woman. And it's teasing a character we just talked about on uh, September 
first, uh, one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time, Kate Bishop. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, we, we had actually had teased Kate as a character long before we revealed that she would be playable. And after Kate talks, there's a bark at the end. And of course, that's my, my other favorite Marvel <laughs> character. <laughs> Lucky. So, you know, like those little things. And we, we kind of did this at the beginning of the campaign, too, when we released a teaser way back in um, 2017, where we had Kamala Khan VO over it. And everybody was trying to guess who was that? Who is that? And so I think keeping that through line, um, you know, having those little Easter egg hints and VO hints in, in the game, and, and in the marketing, you know, because we're talking about the game when we do the marketing, is has really been fun. But um, yeah, when you're playing, just be sure to look everywhere for signage. And then, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of little like um, mystery missions. Uh, a lot of people, there was a snowy tundra um, secret mission that you could unlock if you did certain things um, in the beta. And it's out there. Um, you know, it's all online. You can you can read about how to do it. It's 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 a challenge, but it's a really fun mission if you get to unlock it. And so we're going to have more and more of those things uh, peppered throughout the game. Um, as we're getting into now this first week, what do you expect people to really like glom onto and discover and get excited for? Or, you know, what do you get excited for when you start to play? Yeah, I mean, I get excited for people playing together, right? Like, that's that's the ultimate um, Avengers fantasy is assembling your team and playing together and, and going out on these missions. And so I think, you know, the more and more we see that, and I just want to hear how people's experiences and the stories you get to tell when you play together. I mean, there's uh, the uh, To Tame a Titan mission in the beta that a lot of people did. And when you take on that warbot at the end of it, this big, like, sort of mechanized aim robot that, you know, it's so big that you got to, like, climb up there as Kamala and you can barely fly all the way to the top as Iron Man. And it's just it's just one of those fights that you take on that you really feel like, um, you know, synchronicity in your teamwork and everything like that. So I can't wait to see more and more people dive into that and how they react to all these big sort of epic fights and, and things like that. But there's there's a lot of different things that I think, you know, people learning to play in their own style, who they like to play as the most. Because, you know, I, I know for me, I, I tend to gravitate towards um, Kamala, Black Widow, and um, Thor and Cap. Those are the characters I like playing the most. For some reason, Hulk and Iron Man, just eh, not, not really my style, but they're a totally different feel. And, and Crystal Dynamics did such a good job of that. They have all these characters and it's it's hard to get one superhero character feeling right and they did it with like six so really really hats off to them and it's it's pretty great to see that yay that's awesome those are the ones i like so that means i'm right because you're the expert <laughs> but you know to that end i'm i'm curious do you have any tips what what should we be doing give us give us the give us the hot goss on how to get the most goodness for for our time money Awesome. Yes. Uh, I think the, the best thing you should uh, do all the side missions, that's for sure. Like as you're going through the story campaign, because if you do all the side missions, you're going to be able to um, power up your heroes to, you know, higher levels and, and really get that. And then you can also unlock some really cool outfits if you do all the side missions. So don't skip over the side missions, do all of it. It's, it's a longer experience and you also get like just some really good rewards out of it. You also want to look for DNA keys. So DNA keys are the one of the harder, rarer, things to find but they also unlock um these really specific chests called dna chests <laughs> and uh when you unlock them you get some really high-end gear so um you know those are those are something else to look for but you know the the other thing too i think just always um be able to 
level up your gear and don't be afraid to dismantle it. A lot of people are like, Oh no, I got to collect all this. It's like, eh, collect the coolest, dismantle the other stuff and use it to level what the coolest is. So you're always going to get a lot of gear as you play through it. But um, you know, there's so many different um, little things you can do. If you go into drop zones, um, you can sort of hop in and hop out, get some quick experience that way, shorter missions, or if you want to do the longer missions and, and some of the war zone missions are a lot longer. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of something for everyone. And that's, I think, one of the most appealing things about the game is just like, no matter what kind of player you are, if you're a single player person or if you like to play co-op or if you like to, you know, spend a lot of time or a little bit of time or you don't have a lot of time, however it is, you can sort of find what, what suits you best. So look for those DNA keys because that's where you get the coolest stuff. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the outfits, which the getting the Palm Springs Hulk was just like, this is this is my look now. This is it. This is what I like. Yes. <laughs> How much fun was it for the team at Marvel Games and the team at Crystal to just mine all the different like eras and, and versions of characters? Do you have any favorites in the uh, in the game? Oh, yeah. Um, this, that was one of the most fun exercises we got to do, especially across all the different characters and then and then you get into some really cool you know as i said earlier kate bishop's my probably you know my favorite character in, in marvel um and so like getting into her outfits and and just the looks and the you know oh man i remember from this fraction run like this really cool party thing she was in for maybe like two panels but <laughs> it's really really memorable and she got all these ar arrows sticking out of her hair yeah, you know, like, and that sort that. of thing <laughs> Yeah, and it's awesome. And, uh, you know, like that that one, you know, we try and uh, try and encourage them to look for it and see if they can do it and put it in the game. Um, I love that one. Of course, just some of the classic looks. I think, you know, Crystal Team did a really good job with Iron Man and uh, some of the classic uh, looks that he has for his armors. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's instantly, I recognize that from Extremist Run. Like, it definitely takes off that. Um, so they, they did a lot of research. We, we helped them do a lot of research, too, of just different comic runs and what would be good made sure that the colors made sense and everything sort of bubbles up from there and it was it was just super fun to work on all those and surely for all this new content we're going to charge hundreds of dollars i would say maybe <laughs> minimum 999 dollars is that correct that is absolutely incorrect <laughs> Yeah, no, everything, all the all the heroes that get added, um, you know, where they get added, that every, all the content, all, we don't want to split the player pool. We want people playing together. I mean, this is Avengers. Avengers assemble together. That's what you do. <laughs> so, like, there are, are ways, if you want to accelerate your progress through the game, that you can, you can pay to get ahead, but it doesn't give you an unfair advantage. It's not pay to win at all. It's just sort of like, hey, I want that outfit. You know, like, I'm going to pay something to get the outfit quicker because I don't have the time or whatever. So, um, you know, that's what we wanted to do. And we wanted to give people the option to, you know, unlock everything just by playing and, and all be together and, and playing in the same pool. So, yeah. So what you're saying is all that additional content is free? Free. Yes. <laughs> so yes. to anybody who hasn't started playing the game, say they got it in their hot little hand today and they're mm -hmm. going to crack it open and start playing. What is your advice as they enter the game world? Uh, my advice, if you're just starting off now, um, first off, don't feel like you're behind anybody else, right? Like it is definitely, we did, did a really good job to make sure that matchmaking is on par. So if people have been playing since early access, you'll be matchmaked with people that haven't been, or they may come join your team to help you out. But I think the, the biggest thing is that as you're playing through the game and playing all these heroes, as you unlock them, don't, don't stick to just one hero. 
try the other heroes too. Play them, see what they're like. Because when you're playing, the team around you is actually how you've leveled your hero. So if you are playing as Kamala and Iron Man's you know, running by si the side of you, if you have Iron Man in a certain outfit and you've got an Iron Man to a certain power, that's going to be your Iron Man next to you. So the more powerful you make your allies, the more powerful you become as a team, the more powerful you become as a single player too. So it's, it's sort of this like symbiotic relationship where like everybody, as long as you just level up everybody and work together, you will be as powerful as can be. And so I, I think that's a really cool aspect of the game um, and encourages people to try the different, different heroes. And uh, I really do encourage that. I love that. Who knew that this would be such an inspirational story about teamwork and everybody playing nice together? <laughs> uh, Eric, I, I really look forward to at some point in the next, you know, couple months or whatever it is, helping you to announce that MODOK will be playable in Marvel Avengers. <laughs> I think that's truly where we're going with everything. And I, I think that's the best course of action. And I'm not going to let you say otherwise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you agree to redo all his mocap. It's just got to be you alone. It's called uh, Modoc Cap. Yeah. Yeah, Modoc Cap. Uh, yeah, I'm already ready for it. I need, okay, good. Can you imagine Ryan's little noggin right there? His mustache yes. flapping oh, in the wind <laughs> as he sits on his little throne. <laughs> Nonetheless, even if that doesn't happen, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff on the way. And uh, I'm excited for us to, for Lorraine and I to play it. We've already had a lot of um, our listeners reach out to play uh, as we do it. So again, I'm the real Agent M. Uh, I'll catch you on most likely PS4, but you know, maybe on Xbox, you never know. And uh, Lorraine? I'm Ms. Marvel 616, so I really, really need you guys to friend me so that we can play this game as Ms. Marvel. Eric, thanks for being on the show, and congrats on the launch of Marvel's Avengers. Awesome. Thank you for your time. All right, big thanks once again to Eric Monticelli. And, you know, congrats to the entire Marvel Games team and to the folks at Crystal Dynamics and Square and everybody who's involved in the launch of Marvel's Avengers. It's there. It's here. We're playing it. I'm very excited, uh, especially knowing all the cool stuff that this game has in store and how it's going to continue to grow and evolve and be freaking awesome. And the two of you, Lorraine, James, Getting your butts together, we're gonna play. Yes. Yeah, we have yes. to play together. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Also, if if the greater world wants to play with us, the game is now available on all major game platforms as of September 4th today. So yes. go download it, go to your game store, whatever feels right for you. We'll see you online. Yeah, and um, I think we're all gonna be, the three of us will be playing on PlayStation. So I'm the real Agent M. Yes. Yes, I'm Ms. Marvel 616. I'm just James M. Iglehart. That's just me. I have no fancy names on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, yeah, definitely uh, friend us and play. I've gotten a ton of friend requests. Uh, haven't been able to link up with anybody yet, but that's going to change real, real soon. Lorraine, we should get into our question of the week in the community. What do we got? What do we got? Well, we're going to have Ms. Kelly Thompson next week. So uh, let's have a Black Widow question. I think the question should be, what single issue of a Black Widow story is your favorite? Tell us, tweet us using hashtag this week in Marvel. You can email them to us at twinpodcast at marvel.com or you can send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash this week in Marvel. Yeah. Oh, man. 
there's been really good stuff over the last couple of years or decades. I keep getting getting the first issue of Kelly's new series stuck in my head because I've read it now like three times and it's really, really good. And it's so different from what you expect when you start to read it and like goes in this wild direction. The the Soska sisters did that uh, oh, series. Yeah. What was it last year? That was so awesome and just had like vengeful Natasha. And that was that was my jam. Can I tell you my I think my favorite Phil uh my favorite Black Widow artist though has to be Phil Noto. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His work is so beautiful. Every every issue that he was working on Black Widow, I was just like this is the most beautiful art I've ever seen. Nope, next week that is the most beautiful <laughs> art I've ever seen. What about you James? I'm I'm terrible. I I've not really read Black Widow, so I'm going to get really in trouble for this one. <laughs> And the fans are going to kill me, <laughs> right? And rightfully so. So bring it on. Because by the time you by the time you guys get to me, I, by the time you guys have got to me, I will have read like you know fourteen issues. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, the the brand new one, which I believe uh, will be out this week, is fantastic. So read that one uh, to Sounds start, great. and then you'll you'll be like right as rain. It's really good. Sounds good. Also. I never begrudge people for not seeing anything. I feel jealous of them that they get to have a pure experience of getting to read something or watch something anew. So I feel like even though sometimes like our greater community sometimes is like, no, you must know everything. No, let people enjoy stuff. Enjoy it in the time you want to enjoy it. I love finding a character that I was like, oh, this periphery character, whatever. And then one day you find a book and you're suddenly like, oh, no, now dupe is my jam. (laughs) Dupe is the best character that's ever existed. Why haven't I not been reading more about dupe? So you never know, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you right now, that was what you call an amazing save. There are teams. Teams play together. And we have the point guard, <laughs> you have the guard, and you have the center. And then, you know, our center, of course, is Ryan. Our point guard is Lorraine. And, of course, I'm a shooting guard. Now, Lorraine just saved my butt. That was awesome. That was the <laughs> coolest superhero move I've ever seen in my life. Thank you, Lorraine. And I will make sure I make up for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know sports, so I assume that's good. (laughs) And that was awesome. Just call me Dikembe Mutombo. (laughs) Yes. Ryan is everything that looks exactly like Dikembe Mutombo. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first, like, tall center that came into my head. Um, It was so good. Dikembe Mutombo. um, Yeah, I love you for that one. And now on to community. We have an awesome uh, tweet and quote from Techlord at Lex Pendragon. Hashtag This Week in Marvel. Thanos Boys and Xanadu <laughs> Vigilantes are two titles I want. No, they demand get made. Listen, because Agent M is completely correct about his opinions on Namor. He deserves to get at least two books started. I love that somebody really loved that our, our, our complete tangent on Thanos Boys and Xanadu Vigilantes. <laughs> You don't mess with Xanadu vigilantes. They got roller skates on. Those things hurt. Seriously, yo, yo, and, and them Thanos boys. That's that, that's a that's a dope group of brothers to mess with. <laughs> In my mind, it's like that coming of age movie from the eighties, Lost Boys. <laughs> Did you? The just... Lost Boys, the other one, <laughs> Stand by Me. But I also confuse Lost Boys and Stand by Me, even though they're very different films, because it's just a bunch of like young white guys in white t-shirts, and I can't tell the difference. Lost Boys is a vampire movie. 
It, I, no, no, I don't no, know. no. What I was about to say is, it's just a, l- a couple of young boys who are on a train track, running away from home, and they find yeah. a dead body who turns them into vampires, and they destroy the city. <laughs> yeah. So, Lost Boys, all that same stuff happens, except for there are no vampires, pretty much. No, Lost Boys is the one with the vampires. Yes. Oh, sorry. Stand by me. What? Stand See, by, I yes. told you I don't know the difference. Stand Lorraine. by me doesn't have vampires. Lost Boys does have vampires. That's right, Lorraine. You should watch. But the Lost Stand Boys. by. Because it has the greatest saxophone. I know scene. the. Sa- I watched that <laughs> the the sexy sax man. That I yeah. know very well. Okay. I couldn't tell you which movie it's from. Lost Boys. But the Lost Boys movie. <laughs> Lost Boys. Okay, Lost Boys is what those other kids are when they're like walking down the train tracks or whatever. But then Stand by Me. That sounds like what a vampire would do. So who's wrong? Hmm. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Before we end, um, I just want to do something very, very conceited. And forgive me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear amazing Tony Award winning co-host of This Week in Marvel, James. Happy birthday to me. It's September the 4th. It's my birthday. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Happy birthday, James! <laughs> we record this early. But that means today is your birthday, so happy birthday. That Everybody wish true. James a happy birthday on on the grams and on the On September 4th, the please. Yes. On the grams and the Twitters. Aww. And the Aww. Facebooks. I'm so glad you were born. Yeah. I am so glad I'm here. Let's get back to community section for a minute. Yes. Uh, we got a Facebook message from Damon Bozer who said, Had an idea for a podcast topic in the future. Will Spider-Man's marriage to Mary Jane ever be restored? I think the uh, the marriage being restored is probably I who knows anything can happen because it's comics and people you know characters come back from the dead and all kinds of wild stuff happens. Um, but I think the way that the stories have been told, I don't think they would just undo that story. But if you're reading Amazing Spider-Man comics over the last you know year or so, um, you can see how the relationship between Peter Parker and Mary Jane has come back together. It's really strong. They are back dating again, and it's really sweet and wonderful. And who knows what the future could hold? But I hope I answered your question a little bit. Read some Spider-Man comics. Amazing Mary Jane, in particular, um, also had some really cool stuff about their relationship and what you know what's been going on between the two of them of late. Yeah. Mr. Titanium at Mr. Titanium 18 uh, sent this tweet on over to James and Dan and said, I just heard you talking about Chadwick Boseman on Twim yesterday and how it changed the culture for you in the MCU. He brought Black Panther and T'Challa to life. Yes, I I'm, I remember talking about that. And um, it's true. I mean, he brought some uh, just, <laughs> you know, T'Challa was already an amazing character, but then to watch that man step into the step into that role and see it on screen just completely changed the MCU and also just completely changed Hollywood as a culture and just, you know, the culture just in regular life. It was really, really cool. And, you know, it's uh, a sad moment, but oh God, it wasn't a powerful moment. Well said. Definitely. All right, y'all, that's a wrap. This episode of This Week in Marvel was produced by Percy Verlin, Zachary Goldberg, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Panagos. Our audio development manager is Brad Barton. Jill DeBuff is our director of audio. We just want to also just say a special thanks to all of you amazing fans for your outpour of love and support for this, not only this uh, wonderful man, but the character that he played. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep it coming. We'll bring it back to you. We'll just pay it forward and keep bringing this positivity to the Marvel Universe Wakanda forever. 
I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And I'm James. And this is Marvel. Your, Your universe. universe.